The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Because you, you're riding Justin Fields. Literally, you're riding him. What's wrong with you? Oh, well, you really, on social media, you have to ask that? What's wrong with people? There is no common sense exercise nine out of ten times. Like, it, it, you should want it all. You should want it all and and choose what's best for you your favorite football team. You should want your quarterback team. currently to be an elite quarterback, and you should want you should want there to be more than four or five great college quarterbacks that people would try to move up and draft yeah, if they had to. Like, and they're rooting against him. They're rooting against. Oh, I'm so glad he's failing. All you guys on the media and your clickbait stuff, clickbait stuff. I'm a Bears fan who wants there to be the best options possible. So if they do get Carolina's number one overall pick, there's as many great options. Because you know what sucks? Not winning a home game in two years. Not winning a division game in two years. That sucks. Not falling in love with a quarterback with like five or six wins total. (laughs) That's no fun. So dumb. What are we now? What are we like... You want the dates of all this? Yeah, give me some. Bring me down. What are we like five and twenty? So so you think you got rid of the fourteen gamer? Let me get rid of these Eberflus questions here. Fourteen game losing streak is what we had, by the way. Again, yeah. So so you think that's all done? We had four this year and ten in a row at the end of last year. So 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 the Bears haven't won a division game since Thanksgiving of twenty twenty one against the Lions. Are we the only team in the NFL that has? Something like that still going on. I'm I can't sure. imagine that there's any other team in the it's NFL. It's hard enough to track this team. You want me to track just the other to crap think. teams? I'm thinking that. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine that anybody else has done it. Uh, so it's oh, since November 25th, 2021. That's the last time the Bears have won a division game. That's 11 straight losses. Bears haven't won two in a row since uh, January 2nd, 2022. That was at the end of the 2021 season. The Bears haven't won a home game since September 25th of 2022. That was at the start of last season against the Texans. That game got dicey, too, against a really crap Texans team. We haven't had a victory Monday since the day after that game on uh, September 26, 2022. Because we win Thursday nighters. Yeah, we win Thursday nighters and Monday nighters. Yeah. So we've had a victory Tuesday, and we've had a victory Friday, but we have yet to have a victory Monday. Just for the record, the Bears were the only team in the NFL last year to go winless in their division. Yeah. And like I said, that's the quickest way to improve. You win games in the division, you protect your home field, and you can't do that. Colin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Colin? Uh, You know what? So much is up. I, I I am so ticked off, and I love how passionate you guys are acting or are, are responding to this. It, 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 how passionately you're responding to the situation, because Eberflus doesn't respond that way. I don't understand. You, you, you're you have a horrifying record. This team, you're the you are the charter franchise of the National Football League. They've never acted like it. Why don't they want to win? I don't understand this. Like, I mean, everybody can say what they want about it, uh, guys like people like George Steinbrenner or, or, or Jerry Jones, but you know what? All they wanted to do was win championships. That's it. Why is it that in Chicago we don't ever want to do that? 
We never, you don't hear, Jerry, Jerry Reinsdorf has never said, oh, we're out here to win championships. We won six championships and we're going to, we're going to fire Phil Jackson and we're going to move on from him because we're tired of winning. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we, there, there, there's no consistency with this team. It's all inconsistent. It's a bunch of nonsense. And I don't understand how we, uh, why they don't, they don't see it. But I actually, really, they do see it, and yet they just want to continue down this road of mediocrity, of missing draft picks, of of, of, of hiring the always hiring the wrong head coach. Just all this road of just nonsense. It, it, I I I don't know. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Hmm. And why don't they want to change? Why don't they see? that they need to make significant changes and start acting like a professional organization that actually wants to win. Only 11 more I mean, of these, What Colin. am I missing? Um, you're not. I think you're, you're on top of it. I think um, what you brought up about Phil Jackson is spot on. I think the White Sox have, have shown you this too recently with the, the rush into not wanting to do uh, any sort of a deep interview process before hiring... Um, I almost called him Getsy, Chris Getz. Um, you might as well call him Getsy. Uh, that if they would have taken their time in the off season, and maybe they would have waited, what's the hu- what's the rush to hire Getz? Like someone would have hired him away. That Kim Ng, and you could still hire her. Kim Ng used to be with your team. Kim Ng oversaw what the Marlins did. Kim Ng uh, just today left the Marlins, and she's available now. And today, if you had waited and you had mapped out a long interview process, you could have pounced today and hired one of the best people out there. Instead, you've already built up your front office. Now, if they're smart, they could hire her as president, but you know they're not smart, but... So, so again, like it, it just goes back to the root of like what, what, like your your basic question about why are teams doing things the way they do things? There's not a lot of common sense that goes no. beyond it. And if you want to say that's hindsight, that's not hindsight. It's the reason why you slow play a lot of these things. There was no rush to hire the guy inside your own building and not do a get to know you all around all of Major League Baseball when the season ended. I know I'm skipping to baseball, but it's just another process. It's a, understanding a team's process. Look, I think last year we understood what they were going through up at Hallis Hall. This was a complete teardown. This is not how any of us envisioned the rebuild would go through the first six games of year one of the rebuild. No, not at all. Like, in, And I, I always hear it like Cap and Hoodie say, well, I didn't think they could win seven, eight, or nine games because – you got to take these baby steps. And we always said, well, you could. And if they don't, it's because something went drastically wrong, which there is. Like, look at what Houston's doing this year. Houston, last year at this time, was the laughing stock of the NFL with that Jack Easterby guy. Jack Easterby and that ownership issue that they had. Laughing stock, dumpster fire. Everything. They kicked them all out of the building. They hired a smart head coach. They drafted the right quarterback. 
And guess what they are this year? They're three and three. And two of their wins are at Jacksonville. They beat them convincingly by 20. And then the following week at home, they boat race the Steelers 30 to six. So don't say that you can't get to seven or eight earlier in a rebuild if done correctly. If the quarterback plays right, and if you're coached right and smart, you can do it. You can. Yes. So, and it's 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 what we've said that if they don't achieve what they're what we think seven or eight, that wasn't a high bar. That's sub five hundred. How mediocre this league is! It's it's a terrible so league fronts. right now. Yesterday was arguably the worst Sunday of football I've watched in the NFL, and I can't tell you in how long. And that's not just hyperbole. Think about some of the stuff that went on. The Giants last night, at the end of the first half, made a mistake that a high school team wouldn't make. Oh. I mean, the number of mistakes, the number of penalties that are committed. I mean, it's... They wanted to interview Dayball. Did you hear yes, the... Yes, Melissa uh, Stark said, I'm sorry, Melissa, but I... What did he say? I don't a, think I'm... I can't I'm mentally, focus, I think. I can't focus. I can't focus on the interview. He couldn't do the interview because he was so pissed off at his backup quarterback. Did you see the interception that Jalen Hurts threw? Yeah. That allowed the Jets to even stay in this game? Like, some of the play yesterday the, the was are, just hideous. The Jets are 3-3 three and three with yeah. one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes. Um, Ralph on the north side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ralph? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? We're good. You know, a couple things. I was going to say, for one, the Fields era is over. Okay? It's been 31 games, and that's that. He has all the talent on paper, but when it comes to winning games or playing effectively, it's not going to happen. Okay? Also, when you talk about generational talent, I think there's a certain quarterback playing for the Panthers right now that you guys loved last year who looks like a buffoon for me. And that's no, why... No, 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 Wait, you didn't say that? I don't know. No, no, no. Who are we talking about? Nobody wanted him in the first round. Bryce Young, not us. No, no. I told you I wouldn't draft him. I told you I wouldn't draft him because he was too small. Yeah, we didn't want him. You didn't want him? No. Okay, well, I'll say this. What? Why is it that nobody seems to even consider the fact that Tyson could end up being maybe a Romo light. Look, there are, there are strange stories. I, you're right. And, and with if he can be a point guard, if he could do what Purdy can do, uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, Look, he's going to have the same struggles that Justin has behind an offensive line. You okay? Uh, he, he, he's going to be behind an offensive line that obviously isn't. A- Ralph, what's going on? Ralph, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay, but what I'm saying is this, okay. Wait, 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 what's, with the, what's with the heavy breathing? I'm just, I, you know, I'm a heavy guy. Okay. Oh, how big are you? I'm a You're making me uncomfortable. I'm 280, and, it, you know, unfortunately, I'm only 5'10". You know, that's tough. So yeah, good, that's, not, that's not that big. I've yeah. seen bigger. Well, well, listen to this. What I'm saying is you, you got a guy who in Justin who is basically a top-10 pick, and you're going to see very soon, in my opinion, equitable amount of play from basically a walk-on from a D2 school. And so what does that tell you? Well, let, let's see. Let's see a playoff. I, I, listen, it's the same thing. You don't, think, hey, you, you don't think Tyson could play 31 games and win six games? Don't know. I, how could I tell you that without watching him play? Well, what's he going to do, win only three? I mean, come on. I what's don't the know. Difference? I, the win and loss thing is, I know I threw that out in jest earlier, but that that's, again, it's an overvalued yes. stat for quarterbacks. Especially during the rebuild. Yes. 
Because I'm telling you, he's going he's gonna to look more serviceable and he's going to make quicker reads than, than a top 11 pick. I'm not. Uh, listen, I, Ralph, I'm not going to tell you you're crazy for saying it. All I'm going to tell you is, is, is that I'm going to sit back and watch it develop before I make a grand prediction that he is all of okay. a sudden going to be like Brock Purdy. Well, it's going to be entertaining, and, and just when I call back after a couple games, we'll chat. I think it's going to be – Absolutely. I think he's going to play as as good, if not better than Justin, because he just reads the field better. But we'll see. Yeah. Right, take a deep breath, Ralph. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I thought the first four – got to stop se- eating these fucking – oh, sorry. Oh, oh he, 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 he just said the F word. you got to hit the dump oh, button. What yeah. did he say? He's got well, – he was eating what? He's eating something. Yeah. He got it, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we dumped him. Yeah. I think he was saying donuts. I think he was about to say effing donuts. But yeah, he I, said, well, he said effing something. Did I he have his pants on while he was uh, like, I don't know. A lot of, lot sure. of heavy breathing there. Don't know. Not sure. He's very excited about Tyson Bajan. Which is fine. Like, yeah, who's I, mean, listen, I'm not gonna, I don't know why anybody is in the, in the, in, in the business of, of hot taking this one either. I'm not going to hot take it for the good. I'm not going to hot take it for I. the bad. L- look, no, you, no, can I tell you what I did? I texted Greeny today. They were down. They were down talking. They were town talking. Uh, Badgent. They were town talking. Down talking. They were down. The Bears' offense sucks. Okay, that was from earlier. Well, they're also the a group that suggested that Justin was a legit MVP candidate. So sometimes when people make those statements, right. they circle back to protect themselves by making equally f- silly statements about other stuff. Greeny? Jesus Christ! Gr- Greeny was asking where Peterman was. He's like, they could have won the game with Peterman, he was saying, on the air. I was listening to this. I'm like, Greeny, That's, Greeny, come on right. now. I mean, and, again, and, that is somebody that has, that has you know, uh, he, he's got an investment in his comments about Justin. Well, and That's you know, Greeny loving Seinfeld so much that the Peterman, Peterman. name. Yeah. And so I texted Greeny and I said, Greeny, I will bet you right now that Nathan, that uh, not Nathan Peterman, that Tyson Bagent has a better career going forward than Zach Wilson. Right what did he say? And he said that's not a very high bar with Zach Wilson. You know that he's down. It's higher than the Peterman bar. And I, I like no offense. Zach Wilson was what the second overall pick in the draft. Tyson yes. Bajant was undrafted this year. It's still me going out on a bit of a limb. Look, give Tyson Bajant an opportunity to prepare to be the starter for the entire week. And then see how he performs against the Raiders. And then you'll have a better feel for who he may or may not be. But we watched a lot of young quarterbacks excel quickly and then peter out we see a lot of young quarterbacks struggle and then find their way like did you say peter out on purpose no but like there's no way to come to any long-term conclusion about who tyson bajant is after yesterday's performance or after what you see against the raiders on sunday i mean every week have we not learned every week in the national football league is equivalent to a season it is it is I thought they were going to win that game. You know who else looked bad yesterday? Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. Yeah, I know. But at the end of the game, he actually kind of collected himself and got his team in position yeah. to win the game. But and overall, then, he was bad yesterday. Do you think Robbie was sitting on his couch uh, laughing? I don't know. Was he giggling? I don't know. You should text him and ask him how he felt about yesterday. Uh, Matt, on the south side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys, unfortunately, a uh, typical Bears Monday here, but just wanted to get your take on the uh, the Badgett situation. I, I thought after his first uh, his first set, he played pretty well. 
Um, the thing that I'm perplexed by is the Bears' final play on offense. You know, they were running a great chunk offense with those five to seven yard plays, and then you go for a 40 yard touchdown pass with what two and a half minutes left, a bunch of timeouts. Why not keep going with those, you know, five to ten yard plays, kill a whole bunch of clock, and hopefully score a touchdown with a few seconds left, rather than try to score a touchdown with. You know, it was with, a mis- with over two minutes left, too. It, it was a mistake by an inexperienced quarterback, There's without a doubt. It was first and ten. There was no reason for him to try to force that throw. He actually stepped into the, to the pressure and almost bailed on the throw. It was just you either, listen, we've said the same thing about Justin at times. You can't make that play. You either eat it or throw the ball away, but you can't just chuck that up. But again, you had plenty of time, and it was first down. It was a play that was made because of the inexperience. And a mistake that was a it was a fatal flaw of his yesterday. I, I'm not going to compliment Bajent for what he did because he did make a couple of big mistakes. But I will also tell you, and I think I heard someone else say this on the station earlier. I've covered a lot of bad quarterbacks in this town yeah. who were drafted a lot higher, um, who completely did not. Maybe it was Biggs who wrote this. Brad Biggs said it who did not look the part and did not look like the belong, at least out there he looked capable. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, wanted, like, he led them on a nine-play, 77-yard scoring drive where he completed four out of four and looked like he found his rhythm. Ball came out quick. He recognized where pressure was coming from. He saw DJ Moore in a seam. Like, there were moments. The first four series were rough. Like Cade McNown, Rick Meyer, Jonathan Quinn, yes. guys who have come here to play and got paid were bad. And you knew right away they couldn't play. Um, he made mistakes. And yes. I'm not going to tell you that he was great or even good. But I'm not going to tell you that he doesn't belong like those other ones. Think didn't. about what he was entrusted with. Like he, he steps in after Justin gets hurt. He's playing against the Vikings defense. They're, they're not great. But their coordinator blitzes on 70% of the snaps. So you're automatically probably your head is spinning as a, a rookie quarterback with no experience. So it's a really difficult spot to step into and excel. Right. And he struggled for the vast majority of it. There was a stretch. Again, like I said, there was a drive that he led them on that was fantastic. And they were driving at the end before he made that crucial mistake, throwing the football on first down, and it was intercepted. Um, But it was a difficult environment for him to step into. If you want to get a better idea who he is, if he practices this entire week and has the full week to get ready for what the, uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders are most prone and, and likely to do, you get a better feel for who he is maybe over the course of the this next Sunday. Tim in Downers Grove, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Timmy? Not much, boys. How are you? We're good. A couple quick points I wanted to make. First of all, I wanted to commend you guys on your your line of questioning on Eberflus. I've always I've always wondered why why media doesn't go in go in for the kill on some of these questions because like I I wonder if, like, it's this Nagy 2.0 stuff. You know, they're just talking their way around it, and they're they're never really giving answers, and there's no accountability. So I liked what you guys did. You might lose an interview in the future, but uh, I think you guys had them on the ropes, and I well, liked I, it. I don't know if you're looking for anything on the ropes. Um, or the if goal we want isn't to go kill, in for the kill. It's no, to ask questions to get about just really answers that you want to find out. Yeah. 
Well, well, yeah, but like, I, and that, and that's just it. But you 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 pushed him a little bit, and he and he and he gave you some answers. So. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't have if you just took it easy on him. Well, I will say this. The fact that he did tell you, and he's not one that is going to ultimately call players out or hold them accountable. He told you we don't teach what we actually saw. We teach big on big and protection yeah. and small on small an protection. Yeah. And we didn't see that in crucial moments yesterday. So, yeah. I mean, we did get something out of the interview for sure that that, that was player error. Or, like, again, like you said before, when players consistently make mistakes or make big mistakes in big moments or they commit penalties, when guys commit really destructive penalties, we always talk about a lack of discipline, which leads back to the coaching staff. So when you make catastrophic mistakes with your pass protection after you've had extra time and you know that they bring packages of blitzes at you, not only is it player error, but you then have to ask the question, hey, guys, why are you making these player errors? When you're were, you not, were you not emphasizing this over the course of the week? Right, right. Did you want to say something else, Tim? Yeah, just another quick point. It was, and I, I don't know that I've ever really heard you guys bring this up, but I've, like, the thing that kills me most about Justin Fields is he takes these stupid sacks when like, all he has to do is throw the ball away. And I like, I, like I wonder, is that something they're not teaching him? Is it something he doesn't know? I mean, when I played Pee Wee football, I knew that. You know what I mean? He just takes silly sacks when he all he's got to do is throw the ball out of bounds, and it just it, it's just infuriating. I think it's what Shea said this morning. He finds himself it, when you try to play hero ball too often, you end up making more mistakes than you do huge plays. And there have been moments when he has made big plays. But I think we've seen too many moments where he puts himself in harm's way and he gets himself hurt or he ultimately makes a mistake that is very penalizing to his offense. Yep. Jimmy on the north side. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, fellas? How are you guys? We're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting used to it, you know. No, I know. Uh, You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought the Flus interview was interesting. Uh, I don't know what kind of Jedi mind tricks the guy's playing with these in, this in- injury strategy, but it really is baffling. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I, you know, one thing that I thought was, uh, really stuck out to me this morning was the Sun Times cover that had, uh, uh, Ted Nugent flexing and it said Bajan of change, like something positive had happened yesterday when your quarterback who prior to the game was on track for like 3,900 passing yards with his new, uh, wide receiver one, and he breaks and dislocates his thumb. And, like, you know, guys, I want to see Bajan do well. There's nothing more valuable, frankly, than a guy who can play quarterback at that, you know, from that uh, point from a salary uh, capacity. But um, to to Whitehair, okay, do you guys know that he is the number one cap hit of any guard in the NFL? And he would be the number two cap hit of any center in the NFL? And the guy sucks. And so is, and then, and, uh, Eddie Jackson is the fourth highest paid safety. The guy sucks. You have 120 million, you had 100 million last year. It's time to invest in guys that are going to build the infrastructure, the 24, 25 year old extension guys, not a bunch of journeymen for 10 million for one year that sit here and, and do nothing. It's a joke. And you know what? I'm going to bang, I, I will, I will bang this into the ground. The McCaskies 
do not have the liquidity position to field a competitive modern NFL team. They are not equipped with the cash. It's just the way it is. The data is now publicly available. It's been an embarrassment for years, years. Sell the team and find the fastest way to possibly have a competitive team because I can't sit and watch this anymore. It's interesting, Jimmy. I don't like. I I don't know if that's the case or not. Is it Ryan Poles or is it? Uh, 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 look, I, a lot of the issues have always started with ownership. I will I will agree with you on that. Is it right now? Like what you said earlier, just before that, paying Ngakwe for one year. What has that really done? If you were going to be okay this year, maybe it would have helped. But what has Ryan Poles really done to add or to grow the defensive line? They drafted two guys that are still the question is questions. They are played still like twenty percent yeah. of the snaps yesterday. They got to play more. Yeah, it was another question I had for Flus that that we didn't have time to get to. They got to play more though. Um, Dexter and um, Pickens. They got to play more. But other than that, like, has he really? Like, a lot of one-year deals. Look, even yesterday's good performance by the defense where they held them to 220 yards, they pitched a shutout in the second half, they held them to 2 of 13 on third third downs, there was still no pressure from the front four. Not consistent. No, no. So, like, well, they're well, still missing that. Let's not ignore, they just lost Justin Jefferson. Right. right. He's the driving engine behind and, and, their and offense. They don't, and they don't run the ball. Yeah. And they don't run the ball at all. So, uh, that's... It's like I I don't know. It's I don't know what he has built. He has set them up really well with the Carolina deal. It's why I investigated it last week. And it's a really tough thing to figure out with Ryan Poles. The coaching hire, I just I don't like it. I I, I don't like that he's like a lot of people compare him to Eber uh, to um to Nagy. Like I think Nagy at least gave you word salad. But Nagy, to me, was human. Nagy gave you, had a conversation. Eberflus is very robotic, and I don't understand why he doesn't hold anybody accountable ever. Ever. It's been my biggest complaint of his from the very beginning, and at the end of the day, I don't really care. I want them to win, and they don't win. Like, you're right. And like, they I don't win. About the white hair stuff. And Durkin, remember, last year at the end of the year, Durkin told us. Durkin said white hair in his mind couldn't play, and the time to cut white hair was last year. And they brought him back, and they doubled down on him at center, and we knew center was an issue. They brought Lucas Patrick back, and here they are. And the quarterback who's got enough issues processing, now he's got to process where the hell the snap is going. That sucks. He's got to worry before he's he's got to focus on the defense where the hell the snap is. That's terrible. All right. Uh, all your calls coming up. 312-332-3776. That's the phone number. Uh, Jeff Joniak uh, had a, a doozy yesterday on one of the touchdown calls. Want to play you that coming up next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. I formation blasting him ahead of Foreman. Bajan under center brings Komet in motion. Little tush push from Komet on Tyson Bajan. 
No call yet. Big pile up My goodness, he only had a half a yard to go. Come on. Throw him up. That's right. Sarah Thomas taking care of business. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. That's right. We got a couple of gems yesterday from the broadcast crew. <laughs> Sarah Thomas taking care of business. She's the official that gave this signal. She was the, I saw her uh, down in the uh, hallway of Soldier Field when I was... Uh, Did you getting, introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Mark Silverman, I, I, I voice of the Bears. She was asking me, though, if the uh, field was still covered. As I was uh, videoing the... I said, no, the, the, uh, the tarp I, was off. It's so Sarah funny. Thomas taking care of business. It's so funny you mentioned that because, like, I was sitting watching that game on, on my couch yesterday, and I said more than one occasion... My goodness, the field looks great. It's done. The, it looks great. The field issues at Soldier Field is done. It is one thing they've taken care of. We still have a craft football team yes. that plays on said right. field. And I heard the fans were very engaged again. Again, like, the fans have showed up. Yes. But can we stop fighting? Can we stop fighting? I, oh, they, yeah. The video is going around again. and, and uh, You realize, and, like, not to drag this into the dark alley, but somebody was actually killed in one of these fights in a uh, Patriots I, I know. Like, w- when's it going to stop? It, it needs, what are you arguing it, it needs, about? What are you it, fighting about? I don't know, but if you haven't seen the video, and, and all you have to do is open up Instagram or X now uh, on a week-in and week-out basis, and there are sporting event fights every day. Every day. And it's not a city thing. It is just a sporting event thing. It, it doesn't matter which city it is because it happens everywhere. And yesterday there was a guy with a, um, uh, who was it? He was wearing a Justin Fields jersey who decked a guy wearing a Walter Payton jersey. Oh. Bears on Bears crime. Yeah, I can't have that. And man, did he, and he knocked that, he knocked this guy out. Well, he didn't knock him out. But, man, did he knock him down. And this guy got up. Where do you park? I park Waldron. I'm Team Waldron. Okay, you Team Waldron. So none of that nonsense is happening there. Isn't oh, that where Miller parks? Do you park there, Team Miller? Yeah, and then, yeah. Are you Waldron guy, too? Yeah, when I, yeah, when I park. Waddle, it happens everywhere. Yeah, it still happen at the Waldron deck well, as well? It, it doesn't matter where you go, what city you go the to. The Adler deck, the Waldron deck, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, people, and look, I know it's... It, You've got to handle your alcohol better. You know, something happens and people then get chesty and one thing is said and then, then, then you bow up and then a punch is thrown and then someone steps in and it's just bad. Nothing good happens. Nothing good. Like, you just let's 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 be nice. Be nice. Do you think it's a direct result of the Bears' ineptitude on the field that has everyone frustrated, or do you think it's solely related to the alcohol no, consumption? No, I think it's just a sporting event thing. Where you know, it's we see it at every game. We see it on the north side. We see it on the south side. Can we stop that? We see it in Detroit. We see it in Chicago. We see it in Philadelphia. We see it in New York. We see it in L.A. We see it in San Francisco. By the way, they ever figure out what happened inside the uh, no. rate? No, no. no. You, you should ask every week. I'm we should to. do. We should do the. Um, we should the do a sounder. Have you have, have you, you have, have <laughs> they figured out what happened at the rate? Well, what, what, didn't they used to have like a Twitter handle with something like that? Where did the Bears win a football game today? No. no. <laughs> we should we should do that. I got to give a shout out. Can I give a shout out to my parking guys over at Waldron? Yeah. These guys, you should, they are something up there. I was uh, parking. <laughs> There's like. 
15 guys directing you. They're all <laughs> waving you in, waving you in. Very serious manner. Uh, no. At first, yeah, like, yeah. And, and I roll by and go, guys, where do you want me to go? Yeah. And like, oh, Mr. Sylvie. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, look, I got to shoot my Toyota video. And I put them all in the video. What great guys up there. That's awesome. Uh, nice. They recognize you? Uh, yeah. It was, you kidding me? They I don't recognize you, him in the Vikings uh, booth. No. <laughs> but, but at the Waldron deck, waving you in. I should send you, Meller, I should text you the video yeah, that I got. Send it to from, me. We'll, we'll play it. Can from, we play it? Put it in Paul there. Paul Allen. I got to tell the story. Me. So I was very excited. Um, Paul Allen, who we had on, who's the voice of the Vikings. This ain't Detroit, man. <laughs> this is a Super Bowl. We had him on. We love him. Like after we had him on, he even texted us. He's like, there is no radio show that I go on that gives me more enjoyment than going on the Waddle and Sylvie show. By the way, you know what gives me enjoyment? When I send Meller a text or I pull up his name, Carmen's picture comes up. I have no idea why, but I've never changed it. <laughs> you stored it? I love it. it. Yeah. You stored I don't know how Carmen's I stored picture? I have no idea why Carmen's picture, when I, when I text <laughs> Meller, who, by the way, butt dialed me again this week. Who did Meller do? Yeah. Saturday morning. Saturday Why? morning. Well, it wasn't a butt dial. It was. How does that happen? So the last person I actually called was Waddle, or who called me was Waddle on Friday morning. So I was calling, I was talking to my wife on the phone on Saturday morning, and I hung up with her. And sometimes, you know, when you just the quick, phone quickly. phone was still on, So I yeah. quickly hit, I, I hit end call, but then I, last, most recent call was Waddle. And as I'm thumbing through on the iPhone, I accidentally call Waddle. And so I tried to. Here, what's the proper protocol? Well, you, I, he immediately, goes, quick hang up. Quick I immediately hang up. hung up because I was like, I know I'm not intentionally calling him, but so what did I maybe ha- half maybe a second? Maybe you, you should hang on and just say, I, hey, sorry. I, I, that, well, I, I mean, the first thing I'm going to do if someone calls me is because I don't normally get a lot of calls from Meller slash Carmen. Um, but when he calls, Carmen's face comes up. Anyway, um, so I immediately called him back and said, hey, is everything okay? When I see Meller call, I ignore you it because I a know it's dial. a butt dial. Meller doesn't call me. No. We don't honestly, have that I, type I of relationship. I don't really call Waddle, honestly, too. Yeah. No, so. I know. We have a texting relationship. We don't have a phone call relationship. So, uh, it's always a butt dial. So, so I was very excited. Uh, we talked to Paul Allen, and, and I said I was going to come visit him and introduce myself. I've never met him in person. We have, we have had him on for years and years and years. Great guy. When I was diagnosed with cancer, he would text me, ask me how I'm feeling. He'd say, I, Great guy. I, I, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Uh, fantastic guy. And um, so I texted him and I said, hey, I'm going to come up before the pregame show into the booth. Say hi. He goes, absolutely not. He said, that is prep time for the broadcast. And I'm on the field at 10 a.m. Come see me during the game, which is sort of against what most people would say. So he said, fine. At the end of the first quarter, I decided I'm going to go in and say hi to Paul Allen. So I walk into the Vikings booth towards the end of the first quarter, and there's like five people in the booth. And I said hi to the engineer. I said, hey, I'm Mark Silverman from ESPN 1000. Mr. Sylvie. PA said to come in. So they tap PA. They motion to PA that, I, that I'm there. PA looks at me. He extends his hand. I shake his hand, and that was it. And he started doing the play-by-play as they came back from break. And I'm like, okay, he's probably going to wait till the next break 
to, to introduce you to the Minnesota Vikings audience, right? Or, or not, not? I wasn't expecting to go Ladies on the and gentlemen, air. Gentlemen, I'd like to introduce. No, I wasn't expecting to go on the air, oh. but I was expecting like a like a a, a bigger a bigger hello a, a, a hug or you something. You were her, like a, like a hey, good to see you. And next break, he had a little small talk going with the uh, with his broadcast group. Didn't even look back at me. Nothing. Now you're hurt. I, I was snubbed. So, did you ab- get big time? Do you felt like you had a- big time after that? I just kind of put my head down, my tail between my legs, and I went back to the Bears broadcast booth where Joniak yelled at you. You walked away in shame. I walked away in sh- PA shame. Well, let's. Uh, should we hear what Paul Allen had to say? His so version of the event. I did get a text from him, and then and then he sent PA sent this to me at the half at the half of the game. Oh, he sent you this sitting to the on half? my couch. This is what I got from Paul okay. Allen. Dummy. So Sylvie came into the booth to take in some of the call, and I turned around quickly, and I thought I knew who it was. But I, I, I thought he was taller. So I thought somebody just, like, sneaked into the booth and, like, a swap was going to be needed with machine guns and stuff. So, yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't know Sylvie went 5-2. Bad phone guy. You can't even understand that message. <laughs> That's what I got. I'm thinking to myself. I got this message. I was watching the game with my brother, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That's Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings. Why is he texting me at halftime? So he must feel really confident that his team is going to win this game. At 12.48, he texted me. He says, my man, sorry. I didn't properly give you love. Wasn't sure it was you. Thought you were taller. So he, I guess. How tall is Paul? Like, Paul doesn't <laughs> seem like he's like, he's not like 6'4", yeah, right? is he? Right. P.S. A garden gnome attacked the booth in the halftime. <laughs> you're catfishing people out here, Sylvie. They think you're taller. We should have no, sent him. Danny Zetterman sent me the picture of Sylvie standing on like an apple crate watching the game behind Joni Ackett there. <laughs> yeah. I should, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send that to Paul right now. I, I don't portray myself as any. Look, we know small hand. I'm a small handed MFer. Like a small hands, not a tall guy, not a tall guy. I thought he'd recognize me because of social media where we follow each other. So I thought in this day and age, he would know what I look like. So do you believe that he really didn't recognize me or was he just big time? How, how do you want me to respond to that? Truthfully, uh, I think when you're in a work environment like that, his brain is functioning at a, you know, a, focusing on different stuff. So he has processing issues as well. At probably, the line of yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, he's trying to call a game and that's he's right. probably I, not thinking that. That's what I thought. I like and, and like I didn't want to be that dude who like he's working. He's doing a show. He's doing play by play. I didn't like fine. He didn't right. like I don't I wasn't going to press the issue. How about the bird nest on uh, Paul Allen? Oh, he's man. got a great head of hair. It is. He's got I good love hair. It. Yeah. Great head of hair. But then, yes, he texted me, and then he sent you the video. I just sent him the text of you standing on the apple crate. <laughs> it's, uh, I can't see over uh, Joniak today. Joniak dances during the game. Sylvia at work, small guy apple crate. I'll see if he responds. <laughs> All right. And there's a picture of Thayer pointing his, or no, it's Joniak pointing his finger at you. Oh, was, are they, yeah. Were they okay for this game? That, Sarah Thomas it? taking care of business. Sarah Thomas was taking but care I of mean, business. But I mean, Thayer probably was Throw it. From, Yeah, red ass from like <laughs> a halfway point on. better. No, he was great. They've was been he? great. It's, now it's like home. Is I, it? No, yeah, there's no. Uh, no tension with no you? No tension. That's good.
It's it's home now. Joniak needed a hug after that game. Yeah, we're texting after the game. Yeah. We always do a check in now, right? Where Joniak you and check I to see if he gets home okay. Joniak and I we do it we, we, we how the broadcast went, yeah. and then we usually talk during the week once. Yeah, I feel like home. You feel like home? It, it you feels feel like, like at fe- home. It fe- okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm at home. Good in that broadcast booth. You should be. Halftime was great. There was a guy. What um, kind of calls were you getting? So I, I when when I was leaving Paul Allen's booth, a guy stopped me right when I was walking out of the booth. Goes, Sylvie, was just thinking about you. I'm calling in at halftime. Sure enough, whose call did we take right away? Guy from inside Soldier Field. The calls coming from inside it's the house. Inside the soldier. Outside the bathroom. Outside. He called. He was our yeah. first caller. We had full phone lines. He called right away. Like people, people know now. We take calls at halftime. It was fantastic. So agitated calls or somewhat. You know they were agitated. Yeah. Like DJ Moore only being targeted once at halftime is ridiculous. One catch, seven what did yards. I, I mean, I already forget what did Coach Eberflus say about that. That yeah, we he uh, agrees. Yeah. They've got to find them. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven. Said his number was called though. That's how I think yes, he said his he, number was called, but we got to find a way to get you, the ball to. That, no, that's, that's that's the Eberflus way of saying yeah. Justin needs to to make sure he throws the ball in his direction. A Tom Ferris translator. Throw yeah. it. <laughs> how many times have you had the same scream come out of your mouth over the course of the last oh, yeah. year? Or we, so? we were all Tom Ferris yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Rocky movie. All right, uh, your call's next. We are uninterrupted. Uh, coming up, 312-332-3776. Plus at 430, it's the good, the bad, the dirty. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Bears lose yesterday. Bears lose. You know, like, I love everyone, too, today. All the people who's like, I see, I told you. You can never uh, rely on the Bears. You can never bet on the Bears. Like, most people thought the Bears were going to win. I thought that was a game they should have won. Yeah. I, I, you came I into town. They came into town without the best receiver in all of football. Your offense was coming off of back-to-back. 400-yard games, right? You were getting healthier on the line. You were getting healthier in the secondary. You're at home. Like, don't don't be mad at me for suggesting they should have won. Be mad at them for not ever being able to win a home game or a division game. Mm -hmm. Like, you think I have any influence over how they play? Get out of here. It's crazy. There's just... There's something out there that is just there's a force of nature that doesn't want us to be a good football team. What did right what did you just read through something that Jason Leisure wrote for the Sun Times? I saw this. It was a tweet that came out at like three thirty four or something like that. We the had, Jason, the headline of the article uh, was uh, Bears quarterback Justin Fields. This is from the Sun-Times. Likely out versus Raiders. Team doesn't rule out surgery. Jason Leisure's the writer, not the headline writer. But the writer, uh, 3.43 this afternoon, this came out. So um, we had Matt Eberflus on at about 2.10. Matt Eberflus said he is going to, at the end of the week, 
see if he could grip the football better. They they haven't ruled him out for this week. He's listed as doubtful. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but like think about you dislocate your thumb you just... on your foot on your football throwing hand. And all of a sudden, five days later, or six days later, seven days later, you're going to be able to throw a football with any degree of accuracy? I know. I know. And, and again, they did do an MRI. He, he was, again, told us, we're not going to give you the results of the MRI. We're not going to give you the details and the specifics of the MRI. When I asked specifically, have you then, since you're listing him as doubtful, and since you're telling us you're going to let him test it, as far as, uh, you know, the strength and, and being able to pick up the football and, and such, are you, in fact, telling us you're ruling out a stay on the injured reserve, which is a four-week stay minimum? He said, no, we're not ruling that out either. We're going to wait till the end of the week. Yes. So it just still seems like everything's on the table. I would assume they pretty much know. I would what, think what, so. What his future is, and they're just, again, not telling us, like most of the things that have gone on this year. Courtney's article from 2.30 says, Fields was working with trainers at Hallis Hall on Monday. Eberflus said he just wants to give it time for the swelling to go down. This is a quote from Eberflus. It doesn't look like it's a negative thing, he said when asked if Fields had any torn ligaments. But we'll see where it is. What do you mean? It's not. It doesn't look like it's a negative. Thing. I have no clue. When I don't speak. I don't, I, don't, I don't speak Eberflus. It does because when you're saying it doesn't look like a negative thing, it, a negative test is means, a good thing. Yeah, but I'm, a negative thing is not a bad thing. Uh, my guess is it means that they didn't see any real like lim- ligament tears in there that need to be surgically fixed. Again, I'm speculating. But think about when a joint is is dislocated. What has to happen? Like certain, you know, the I ligaments call doctor, get stretched yeah, or torn. Right. I would call Dr. Yurko for this. But, you know, to, as his assistant, I would tell you, yes, the joint is held into place with tendons and ligaments, mostly ligaments, I would assume. So when your thumb is dislocated, no different than if your ankle was dislocated or your finger was dislocated, it would mean that your ligaments had to stretch for you, the dislocation to take place. So you would think that it will take time for the swelling to get out and for the the area to heal. And listen, I wish him all the best and and come back sooner rather than later. But I just I I don't know how with your throwing thumb that dislocated. Right. How that could mean that you're going to be back anytime soon. Here's uh, from Eberflus this, this afternoon before he joined you guys. He was asked directly about the surgery. Just gonna need surgery. Like I said, at the end of the week, we'll know more. Uh, it is where it is right now, um, and we'll know more at the end of the week. Do you think if so he... If basically he, the same thing when I asked him about the IR. Do you think, though, if they knew that there wasn't any surgery potentially on the table that he would tell you that, or you think this would be a standard answer anyway? If they knew it wasn't I, necessary for I surgery... Think his, I think his default is to tell you nothing. Again, just like with Alan Williams and, and like some people said, well, it's a legal thing. There was another story this year when I thought he, they knew some. What was it? Jeff? Well, no, I, I just remembered like remember in he specifically said in training. Uh, it was training camp. 
when he was asked about injuries, and he said, we don't need to tell you guys anything until the first Wednesday before when the injury report is due out. So unless it's a long-term injury, we're not going to reveal anything. So he's been forthright. They don't give any information if they don't have to. Do you remember how? Remember when Justin hurt his shoulder in Atlanta last year, and there was some question whether or not it was a separation or was it a dislocation and all that stuff? Do you ever remember if anyone asked him about surgery and his response was any different than we heard this? I mean, has this just been the standard answer for a year and a half? Yeah. So even I, if you ask the surgery I, on the I, table? I think most coaches are like that, too. I, like he, I don't think he's really that unique in that regard. He, like, where, I, where I think he's unique is uh, some, of the, some of the stuff he just uh, won't answer at all and pretend like the question wasn't even being asked or the accountability on the podium.